0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast, where every week, a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week, it is episode 217, and it's one of our prestigious Patreon poll-winning episodes. And it's arguably among the most prestigious of the prestigious Patreon poll-winning episodes because it's not only a game that's considered one of the GOATs, But it's it's a PC game. We're talking Half-Life. And listen, for the record, I know I could have played it on the PS2. I actually played Half-Life 2 on the original Xbox years ago. Uh, But it won a poll of PC games. And admittedly, maybe I was a little under the influence of marijuana when I posted a poll of PC games. Because I don't PC. Uh, But I wanted to be a man of my word. So I bought it on Steam. I played it with a mouse and keyboard. The whole shebang. Uh, Now, there's a couple of things that I want to get out of the way here before we get into the normal rambling here. Please, please do not expect a ton of PC reviews in the future here on Remember the Game. I know some of you love them. I get it. I just don't really enjoy playing on PC. One of our Patreon perks is access to our Discord. And I was posting in there the entire time that I was playing Half-Life and just, I see the appeal of mouse and keyboard, but it fucking drove me insane. It's just not for me. I've spent 35 years playing on consoles with controllers, where I just pick them up, turn them on and play. I'm not changing now. I also know I compare controllers to my PC. It's I just I just I hear the requests for PC games. Maybe I'll mix the occasional one in. Um, but I legitimately mean this. I think we've reviewed. Every PC game I've played in my life, at least that I've played enough of to do a podcast about. We've done Roller Coaster Tycoon, Oregon Trail, Dino Park Tycoon, Doom, and now Half-Life. That's my PC resume right there. That's about it. Uh, Every January, our Patreon poll consists entirely of RPGs. It's become a tradition because I'm off the road from stand-up. It's a great time for me to catch up and play a beefy RPG. And uh, maybe every summer now, I'll run a PC poll just to you know, try to keep the PC Master Racers at bay. It's just, I have so many console games I still want to get to. PC is just not something I see becoming part of the regular location. okay? I just wanted to set the record straight. It's done, clarified, finished. Now that said, I'm very glad that the PC game I did play was Half-Life because I feel like this is one of those games that every gamer needs to play. Even 20-some years after it was released, It's still fucking impressive. Uh, I did not enjoy the last couple levels of the game. We're going to get into that on the show this week. I thought the first third of the game was practically flawless. It was was perfect. I thought the middle third was very good. And I... Frankly, thought the ending kind of sucked, but but still, it's just one of the all-time greats. I feel like I've filled a void on my gaming resume by finally playing Half-Life. My guest this week is the nerdiest nerd I know, my buddy Tyler. He was playing Half-Life back in the late 90s with the LAN parties and all that shit. I played it in the early 2020s, and I think it's a testament to the quality of this game that despite that giant gap in our first time playing it, We had very similar thoughts about how it plays, how it holds up. It's a very, very, very good game. And I recommend you hang around to the very end of Remember the Game this week because I even make a promise to the PC Master Racers and to all of you Half-Life fans, and I try to use my incredible powers of just willing games into existence to try to get us a Half Life 3. I am throwing my weight behind a Half Life 3. And we're going to get to all that in just a minute because, speaking of my incredible powers, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous Intro. Da, 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 da! And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. They're more fun than the last couple levels of Half-Life. And I'm sorry. I just, I really like that game, but the last couple levels can fucking eat my ass. Uh, But if you do, if that's all you're here for is Half-Life Top talk uh skip about 30 minutes up the road and you'll be in there but listen to the intro it's fun we talk video games and shit it's good times i have to get my plugs out of the way it's how i keep the the lights on around here we have merchandise hoodies t-shirts coffee mugs posters all kinds of shit rocking incredible art that was all drawn by my man joe from 4545 creative.com you can find our merchandise at remember the gamepodcast.com if you're interested it's a great way to support the show the holidays are right around the corner and of course if you don't care for clothes i understand uh you can always just support us on patreon maybe the best value in the history of the world for just two bucks a month you get two extra podcasts every week you get exclusive access to my gaming news show game patch every friday where i look at the biggest news in modern video games and i add in my opinions and some profanity and stuff and expansion pass goes live every thursday and it's a different show every week i do game and console rankings we look back at particular characters different genres consoles themselves there's some comedy episodes in there there's modern game reviews a ton of modern game reviews all spoiler free Free, by the way, um, this past week on Expansion Pass, I actually shared some stories about my regular Remember the Game guests. Uh, I explained how I know them, why I have them on the show. It was a Patreon selected topic, and I thought it actually turned out to be a pretty cool episode. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass uh, Where do my Remember the Game guests come from? My favorite story about Mark was he used to work the light at the yuck yucks here in edmonton and what that means is he would do like the soundboard and then they have a bright red light at the very back of most comedy clubs that'll flash the comedian when to tell them like hey you've got two minutes left or five minutes left or whatever wrap it up and one of my first weekends ever working the yuck yucks here in edmonton uh mark was working the light he was the the timekeeper and i was supposed to do 20 minutes i was the opening act i was supposed to do 20 minutes so he was supposed to give me the light at 18 minutes to let me know i have two minutes finish my joke wrap it up get out of there And I'm up on stage and admittedly I was semi-bombing. I wasn't doing, I wasn't completely dying, but I wasn't doing great and uh mark gives me the light at like six minutes i'm getting the light and i'm like what the f-? and i can't say anything to him because i'm trying to be a pro and do my job but i'm like that must be a mistake there's no way i'm at 20 minutes already i just kind of ignored it kept going then a couple minutes later he gives me the light like three times like click 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 and that's his way of telling you like if you get it the second time that's the way i'd be like dude stop you're over your time wrap it up get out of there but i'm only at, like eight minutes of my 20 minute sets so i'm like okay like all right that's it for me i'm out of blank thank you so much i leave And I get to the back and the the headliner's like, dude, what the fuck? You didn't even do half of your time. And I was like, I don't know. Mark lit me. I got to go see what the fuck's going on. So I go back to the time booth and I was like, Mark, what the fuck? Mark had been playing his goddamn 3DS and he had forgot to stop his timer for the host because the MC off the top of the show was supposed to do 12 minutes. So the MC did their 12 and then I had done six minutes of my time. Six plus 12 is 18. He was supposed to light me at 18. That's now available in our archives. And this week for expansion pass number 131, I'm gonna go with the runner up from that topic poll of a couple weeks ago. I'm gonna count down the top 10 games, retro or modern. Anything goes, the top 10 games that I haven't played but really want to. The definitive in order one through ten list. So I I that's been an anticipated episode for quite a while. I think that's gonna be fun. Again two bucks gets you two additional shows every week and instant access to over 250 archived podcasts plus act all ad free by the way plus access to our remember the game discord the chance to vote in our patreon poll at the end of every month the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our shows and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people a huge thank you to our newest patrons there's some there's some doozies in here. Lady Asaku, As- Asaku, sorry lady, uh, Coach Marv, Calum Claffy, 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 It's the Bigfoot, Graham, Smid Rock, Tiny Package, Lucas Valadez, Haley Aparicio, Eric McLennan, Ichi Nutsuru, I just got that. Ichi Nutsuru, I gotcha. Uh Robert McPherson, Brandon Strauss, Ashes to Rainbows, Rotby, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Terror of Rebirth, Violent Turtle, Anthony Messina, TJ Williams, Emily Helm, Dropkick Mac, Nate Robbins, Terry Carruthers, Mouse Cop, Chris Kid 35, Eric Christian Powers Esquire. That's a wrestling name. Calhoun 21, Scott Jackson, Josh Maxwell, Matthew walker john drews a waluigi to the past <laughs> i like that and cory ba- balint, balint i'm sure i fucked up both of those names where does a badge of honor thank you so much for the support welcome to remember the game industries you can find all that at patreon.com remember the game and to wrap up the sales pitch we have annual memberships now if you sign up for a year you get the 12th month free at all of our tiers minus the like sponsoring an episode it's all over there you can go see it uh and 5% of my Patreon income every month is being added to a pool that we're going to donate to the Stollery Children's Hospital at the end of the year as part of my 24-hour charity stream. We're over $2,300 raised now, which is fucking sick. Uh, so you're doing good. I'm doing good. We're keeping the bills on. I'm making podcasts. Wins all around. Patreon.com slash RememberTheGame. And you can find me on Twitch if you're interested. Twitch.tv slash RememberTheGame. I have no consistent schedule. I just get on there whenever I can. I've been playing through Dead Space over there right now to get ready for an episode. You can find that whole playthrough. Twitch.tv slash the game if you're interested that's enough blowing myself let's blow some of you by blowing in the cartridge it is our opening segment here on the show i read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related but not always and we call this segment blowing in the cartridge He blows all right he blows big time that's it honey get into the spirit <clears throat> Let's blow, and I just want to throw one quick note out there. Um, We're getting way, way, way more comments for the blowing in the cartridge segment than we used to get. We're up to like 50, 60, 70 a week now. So uh, this is not me trying to get anyone to up their Patreon pledge or anything like that. I rarely talk about it, but in addition to our $2 pledge that gets you two extra shows a week, our $5 pledge gets you three extra podcasts a week. I do a podcast called The Rambling Idiot every Tuesday, where I just talk about basically not video game stuff. My life, I tell comedy stories, I share my my opinions uh that's available every tuesday at our five dollar and up patreon level i'm gonna start taking an extra five or six blowing in the cartridge comments each week and replying to them on the rambling idiot it's like a i haven't come up with i originally wanted to call it the sloppy seconds because it's blowing in the cartridge but even by my standards it's a little crass Uh, but i am going to start replying to a few additional blowing in the cartridges every week um, or I guess it'd be the following week. So the, 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 remember the game today, a few of those blowing in the cartridge comments, I'm going to reply to them on next Tuesday's rambling idiot. So I would not recommend upping your pledge just to hear if your comment gets read. Cause I'm still going to be answering about a dozen of like 60 or 70 every week. But if you've already been on the fence or you already listened to the rambling idiot, now I'm going to reply to a few more blowing in the cartridges at the end of that show every week as well. Cause I just, there's just too many and I feel bad when I can't read all of them. So. There you go. Let's kick this thing off. Sir Busts a Lot wrote in and said, "Hey Adam, as you know, I've been stuck without power due to Hurricane Fiona, and I gotta say, man, the backlog I had downloaded saved my sanity. Between listening to them and a bottle of whiskey, I've made it through. Still no power, but they're saying by Monday it should be returned, and hopefully, Wi-Fi comes with it. Let me just say, uh, I thought it was, uh, I can't, I thought it was Hurricane Ian or something. D- whatever, uh, it doesn't matter. I know there's a ton of you listening to this that have been affected by that fucking storm or the storms." everything that's going wrong fucking goddamn planets trying to kill us uh let me just say there's literally nothing i can do to help you other than ramble into this microphone and hopefully take your mind off what's going on for a little while i hope everybody is safe and okay and uh i'm sorry you're going through what you're going through and uh you've got to remember the game official thoughts and prayers you've got our you've got us behind you because it's fucking i bitch about alberta sometimes because it's just a giant frozen field of dirt but Sometimes a giant frozen field of dirt isn't so bad. So I hope everybody out there being affected by these storms and the hurricanes and everything, I hope you're all doing uh, okay. Uh, Johan Mejia. I no, that could be Johan Mejia, but I think it's Johan Mejia. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, said hey Adam this time I'm writing in for help could you explain like I was 6 how PlayStation Plus works they just charged me my annual membership but I have no idea what the hell I'm paying for unfortunately I can find the info that my, I can't find info that my dumb ass can understand thanks and keep kicking asses I don't kick I get my ass kicked I don't kick a lot of asses uh, I'm actually thinking about dedicating an episode of remember or expansion pass to reviewing PlayStation Plus next month with all the new tiers just quickly yeah so explaining it to you like you were 6 So I got to like, you know, squat down so that we're face to face. I don't have to squat that far because I'm pretty short, but we're face to face. Uh, So there's basically three... For the longest time, PlayStation Plus was PlayStation Plus. I don't know what it's worth where you are here in Canada. I think it was 60 bucks a year or something like that. And you paid for the year and it gave you access to play online because there's a couple of games. Like I I think Fortnite, you can play without PlayStation Plus. But like most games, you need to have PS Plus to play online. So it gave you access to play games online. It would give you discounts on some games on the PSN, the store. And then you'd also get... Two, three, four games a month for free that you could just add to your PlayStation collection. And then as long as you have a PS Plus membership, you can download and play those games anytime you want. And if you've been doing that since like the PS3, you have got hundreds of fucking games just waiting for you. And every month they roll out a few more. So but now they've rolled out two additional tiers: there's PlayStation Premium and PlayStation Extra. And I I wanna I should have I should have looked it up. I believe PlayStation Extra is like a second. if so, consider pl- the basic PlayStation uh, B- PlayStation Plus to be like PlayStation Plus Bronze. Like that's the one that's existed forever. You get online access, three or four free games a month, and discounts on some games. Uh, PlayStation Silver is what they're calling PlayStation Extra. And that gives you access to a ton of PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games as well that you can just download on your on your PlayStation and play at your whim. So it's just it's like it's it's like Game Pass. You're paying extra. You're not getting a ton of big day one releases, but you are getting a ton of PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games that you can then add to your uh your PlayStation and just download them and play them anytime you want, as long as your PlayStation Plus is active. And then PlayStation uh premium, which would be like the gold tier, the highest tier. Uh, with that, not only do you get everything involved in those previous two tiers, a ton of PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games, you also get a hold of a ton of PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and PSP games that keep getting—those libraries keep getting added to you every month. And then those games are all downloadable and playable as well, except for PlayStation 3 for some something to do with the tech. I don't know. I'm not going to try to explain it. But PlayStation 3 games you have to stream via the cloud. So I would highly recommend if you're on the— and then you also get access to, like, timed demos. You get access to cloud saves. There's like a couple other little perks, but that's basically the gist of it. Basic PlayStation Plus gets you online access and a couple of free games every month. PlayStation uh, Extra, which is the middle tier, gets you a ton of PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games in addition to that other stuff. And PlayStation Premium gets you a bunch of PS1, 2, 3, and PSP games in addition to the, all the other stuff from those previous two tiers. So I I, I know it's clear as mud. I hope that that helps uh johan i will say i upgraded to the playstation plus premium about a month ago because i wanted to buy a game that was 20 dollars. but i just re-upped my basic playstation plus and then it said for about 60 bucks i could upgrade to playstation plus premium for the year and the game i wanted was included so i was like well 20 bucks gets me this game 60 bucks gets me that game plus a ton of other ones for a year so i decided to pull the trigger and upgrade and i gotta say i've been pretty impressed i'd like to see more games added to it more bigger name games because there's a lot of duds in there um but it's pretty it's pretty impressive i think i'm gonna do an expansion pass about it next month and review playstation plus premium and all of the tiers in there so i hope that helps you a little bit they did not keep it simple that's for true uh tom Houlihan wrote in and said hi adam can i get a quick shout out for my daughter quinn please have a nice day hi quinn what's up if you're listening to this please don't repeat any of the things i say at school because i say a lot of bad words uh but what's up quinn i like your name quinn's a cool name i like that uh Rot rotby. rotby. Rotby? I think I'm saying it right. Greetings, Knucklehead. I discovered this podcast in the past month and I have been fiending on it through my workdays ever since. I've never liked any podcast before, so it would be an understatement to say that I love the show. Well, thank you, Rotby. One of many things that particularly struck out or stuck out to me about you is how you've declared that you non-ironically love pop music. So I want to know musically. Play one, remake one, erase one. Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and Pink. Uh, That's actually, thank you for listening, Robbie. That's easy. I will, and I do love pop music. I love pop music. Uh, Especially 90s pop music. I will play Britney Spears because her catalog is outstanding. I will absolutely remake Christina Aguilera. Because listen, I love Britney Spears as much as the next person. Christina Aguilera has got one of the greatest voices ever. And I just want to listen to that woman sing for all time. She is a fucking beast. And then I'm going to race pink. I'm not anti-pink, but she's... You know, I... (laughs) I entered manhood with Britney Spears like that she I fell in love with that woman and I just think Christina Aguilera is far and away the best singer of the three and I like pink but someone's got to go because I play by the rules Roger Russell said with my baseball season winding down what are your World Series picks being a diehard New York Mets fans I'm a Mets fan I'm going with the Mets versus the Astros I also secretly woot for the Rays since I live right outside of Tampa but I don't know if they have the offensive firepower to take down the Astros or even the Yankees who are playing their best baseball since the first half of the season I agree which is About everything you fucking said, Roger. If you don't know, I am a Tampa Bay Rays fan. So my what I want to see in the World Series is the Rays beat the Dodgers. And I know it's I know, I know, I know. But because the Dodgers beat them in the pandemic season, and I want revenge. So that would be my ideal World Series. Would be the Rays beating the Dodgers. My picks for the World Series. I know it's fucking lame. I'm gonna go with like how do you pick against the Dodgers? I fucking hate the Dodgers, but like I'll go with the Dodgers and just to not be boring and pick the top team in each league, I'll say the Dodgers and Yankees, but I don't really fucking want any of them to win. I don't even care. You know what? Quite frankly, as long as it's not the Dodgers, Yankees or Astros that win, I don't care who wins. I mean, I obviously preferably the Rays, but I'll take anybody, but I'd be shocked and a little bit surprised if any team other than the Dodgers, Yankees or Astros win the fucking world series. God damn it. Uh, coach Marv, wrote in and said, Hi Adam, first time fellow first-timer here. I get a lot of those first-time comments now and I can't read all of them, so I'm sorry. Uh, I just got done listening to your Splinter Cell episode. It's my favorite game series and it's the one game I've actually gotten completed on multiple systems. With that in mind, what about a game would make you want to buy and play it on multiple consoles? Or is that not something you'd do? Thanks, I've been binge listening to the show and I can't praise you enough. Well, thanks coach. I've never had a coach say anything nice to me in my entire life, so that feels nice. Other than a couple of you around here, so thanks Marv. Um, the big, I don't buy a lot of games on multiple systems, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm not, you know, above it. Uh... I mean, I just bought The Last of Us for the third fucking time. I bought it on PS3, I bought it on PS4, I bought it on PS5. So I guess loving a game will make me buy it again because I'm a sucker and I love The Last of Us. For the most part, the reason I buy a game multiple times is for portability. You know, like buying games on the GBA, buying games on the DS slash 3DS, now buying games on the Switch, buying games on the Vita, indies in particular. You know, I've I've bought Shovel Knight like five fucking times. I started playing Rogue Legacy on my PS4, loved it and then bought it on my Vita um yeah that more than more often than not that's what would make me buy a game multiple times is because i i i want to play it on a there's another platform i would prefer to play it on particularly like i say if i can take it handheld um shovel knight is probably the game i've bought the most (laughs) i love that goddamn game so much uh thanks for writing in coach appreciate it finally before we move on it's letter time it's letter time and joe the sandman wrote in and said hey bud what are your thoughts on cloud gaming i ask because it seems more and more companies are turning to that gameplay mode starting with the kingdom hearts trilogy for the switch and the recent news about the resident evil games being released on the switch in cloud mode and there's the remote gaming systems that playstation offers on mobile devices as well for me it's impractical since mexico's mobile services give us limited data and really expensive plans for our phone and public places rarely have a good wi-fi connection so it's kind of ironic we're talking about this, considering just late last week, Google announced they're shutting the Stadia down, which is cloud. Um, My personal opinion on this is... I was anti-cloud gaming for quite a long time because I hadn't had good experiences with it, but in the last six months or so, I've kind of 180. Now, I will throw out there, I live in Canada. I don't know how our internet and our Wi-Fi stacks up against the rest of the world, but I have an unlimited data plan on my cell phone. I have unlimited data on my, you know, my home internet, and I have pretty good home internet, so I, I'm in a you know, fortuitous, uh, position compared to somebody like yourself, Joe, that said you've got, uh, very expensive data plans for your phone and bad Wi-Fi out in public w- living here. I've actually been quite impressed. I, uh, I, I, I stream to a lot of games to my phone now, both PlayStation five on remote play on my iPhone. And then I also play a lot of Xbox cloud gaming on my iPhone and it's really dope. Uh, just like to, I've, I've talked about this before, but like I've played dead space, hollow Knight, fallout three, um, Gears of War. I've played some really good games on my phone via Xbox Cloud Gaming, which is included with my Game Pass Ultimate sub, and they've all worked borderline flawlessly. The minorest of hiccups, but they've worked really, really smooth. And I was hesitant to sign up for the highest edition of PlayStation Plus because I wanted all the PS3 games, but I didn't want it to stream the PS3 games. But I've been streaming a couple of them to try them out too, and they have been like flawless it has been like they're downloaded on my phone so i i i truly i, I know people are going to disagree i know people are going to argue i don't want to get in an argument versus digital versus physical because buy whatever the fuck you want what makes you happy i am a digital gamer i prefer my games digitally over physically because it's, i find it more convenient and i don't like uh, i don't like the clutter of having a ton of physical games laying around that said i think cloud i think digital gaming is the future and i think cloud gaming is the future of digital gaming. i think it's going to take time. i think they need the internet to catch up, but i just i'm not i i'm i'm going to die on this hill. I, I think subscription models are the future and i think with those subscription models comes di- cloud gaming. i and i it, i think it's harder. i mean, look at like i know there's still some of you out there that buy CDs or vinyl records or buy DVDs or buy physical books, but books, movies, music, those tv shows By and large, people stream those now. People download those now. That, you don't have to, you don't have to like it. But I don't think you can disagree with me. That is, the, that is fucking simple as, it is fact. I think it's harder with video games because it's very easy to download, a, you know, an hour and a half long movie and watch it. It's not as easy to download an 80 an eighty hour video game and then have it react to you pushing buttons and playing it. I understand that that's a whole different ballgame, you know, to Netflix or Spotify or fucking, you know, what to insert your favorite streaming slash download subscription service here but i think as the internet improves and the internet's improving all the time i i do think it's coming and i do think it's going to be part of the future of gaming i think it's going to be the future of gaming is it optimal uh that's debatable because i think you can look at the stadia and look at people that are losing these giant fucking save files and all the stuff they've you know all the time they put into stadia because they're shutting it down now and they're trying to They might lose all their work. I I get that. I, I really do get that. And I get the idea that, you know, if you buy a digital game or if you stream a digital game, you're basically just renting it or licensing it. You're not buying a physical copy like you are if you go out and buy a copy of, you know, insert whatever game here. I absolutely get it. I think there are pros and cons to both sides. But my opinion is as the internet catches up around the world and becomes easy, you know, uh... I don't know what the term would be, I guess more and more accessible, just better quality. As the internet becomes better quality, I think streaming is going to become more and more. I've I've 180 a year ago, I you wouldn't have caught me dead streaming a game. I hated it. Now I'm like, dude, as long as it'll hold up, I, this is great. I don't have to download anything, I don't have to buy anything. It's just fucking seconds. I've got my game and I'm playing it and it's, I love it. So, I I think it's uh, I think it's a big part of the future of gaming. Whether I think people are going to be I think some are going to be dragged in kicking and screaming. But I think it's going to be a big part of the future of, of gaming. And I and I think I'll even go as far as to say, I don't know when, but I think there'll be a time in the future where you don't even buy games anymore. You just pay for your subscription and you just, like you do with movies and music and all that stuff, and uh, you're just going to stream them and play them. And you can argue with me if you want. I'm not looking to, I'm not, like, I don't want to get in an argument with people. I am I just, that's my opinion. I was asked for it. That's what I think. Every time I bring this up, somebody comes at me and they're like, you're an idiot for not buying physical Uh, I disagree. I don't have to go anywhere. My games are here. It's more, I like it. You know, I'm not going to call you an idiot for buying physical. So go fuck yourself. If you think I'm an idiot for liking digital, go fuck yourself. It's whatever floats your fucking boat. If you still want to go buy CDs or vinyl records or DVDs, Go nuts. I'm just going to go downstairs and fire my TV and watch whatever movie I want to watch, which is none because I don't watch movies. But anyway, there you go. Okay, we got to move on. Thank you, Joe. And thank you to everybody that wrote in and stuff this week. As always, let's change things up and let's get into our smash hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one, baby. also as a follow-up to that streaming thing uh I am gonna be releasing every episode of remember the game ever on cassette tape someday or maybe eight track when I'm done but i am kidding. well I mean I'm mostly kidding I don't it would be kind of fun but whatever anyways uh let's get let's get into play 1, remake one erase one the rules are simple Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one, however they want as a modern game. And the third game is just a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers. There is a right one. We'll get there in a minute. This time around, I went with three PC shooters, you know, in account of Half-Life. And frankly, maybe the only three retro PC shooters that I know. And that is Doom, Wolfenstein 3D, and Duke Nukem 3D. And 43%. Of You said you would play Doom, remake Duke Nukem, and erase Wolfenstein, which I don't agree with. But let's see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. General Fury, happy birthday, Fury, wrote in and said, I would play Wolfenstein because I never played it. I would remake Duke Nukem 64 because decking was fun-auss. Oh, that game, I think. I think he did voice-to-text because it says decking. I think it's that game it was fucking awesome and hail to the king, baby. It's time to kick ass and chew gum and I'm all out of gum. And lastly, I would erase doom because I never played doom on the PC being that I didn't have a PC strong enough at the time. And when I did finally play my first doom game, it was doom 64, which was too dark. It didn't do it for me. I see I've never doom 64. I think is the only doom I haven't played. I've played doom one, two, three. I played doom 2016. I played doom eternal. I don't think I've ever played Doom 64, but I have heard that it was very dark. I get that. So I I can get on board with that. I have no problem with that logic that's fair I love that you played Wolfenstein because you never have I like when people do that that warms my heart Citizen Insane 45 my first fucking double secret probation in months on this show because I've tried not to be as angry wrote it and said play Doom one of the most influential games of all time is still playable to this day no question remake Duke Nukem 3D I spent countless hours playing this as a youth keep it mainly as it is but just touch up the graphics and frame rate Wolfenstein does show its age now and is arguably the best option for a remake but I can not get rid of either of the other two so now before i fucking yell at you for this let me just make sure that i'm right before i put you on double secret probation for breaking the rules you said play doom remake duke nukem and then you said Wolfenstein shows its age and is arguably the best option for a remake, but I can't get rid of either. Okay, you know what? You're safe because I thought you were saying that you would just play Wolfenstein and Doom and remake Duke Nukem. I think you're very reluctantly saying you'll erase Wolfenstein just without erasing it. So assume, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, Citizen Insane, that you played by the rules and erased Wolfenstein. Maybe I just misread your comment. So you're, oh, but you're on thin fucking ice, Citizen Insane. Uh, trip, good logic though. I can agree with the logic. Triple wrote in and said, You can't erase the two godfathers of first-person shooters. I'm going to remake Wolfenstein, the original, the creator. Every first-person shooter owes this game. I'll take a new Mecha Hitler, play Doom. It took Wolfenstein and made it better and more popular. Duke Nukem was the easy choice to erase. Although it's a good game and hilarious, it just doesn't have the legacy that the other two do. And I agree. And there was a lot of people writing in to defend Duke Nukem, but there was also a lot of people being like, it might be the the funniest, silliest of the three. And it is. But I, I, would, I, would, I would agree with the argument that Doom and Wolfenstein have bigger legacies. And it's not to shit on Duke Nukem, but I, I can get on board with that. Uh, Ryan Perry said, did you just watch Sophie's Choice? I, I've never watched. I don't know. What the, I don't watch movies. I don't really know what that is. So no, I didn't. Uh, this one is painful. Play Duke Nukem because I absolutely love the levels. Remake Wolfenstein because I haven't played any of the newer Wolfenstein games for whatever reason and erase Doom because while it's amazing, you can't kill Hitler. I, I, I want to say it's ballsy to erase doom, but that is sound logic. If you're like, well, I want to kill Hitler and I, I, I can get all, all right. I can I can live with that. It's it's bold take to erase doom. But I, that's fair. That's fair argument. And Charlie Charlie, one of the greatest logic. Uh, just oh, listen to this. I fucking laughed so hard when I read this comment. Charlie Charlie wrote him. Uh, This is an easy one. Play Doom because you can play it on literally everything and it's the game that got me into gaming. Trash Duke Nukem because it's a dollar store ripoff of OG shooters. And remake Wolfenstein because killing Nazis only gets better with better graphics. I love that logic so much. Remake the game just so that killing Nazis becomes more enjoyable in HD or in 4K or whatever. That is just well done Charlie out fucking standing logic I love it and you're right killing Nazis does get better with better graphics Uh, I agree with 34% of you this week including Samuel Mitchell who wrote in and said I'll play Doom because it's pretty perfect in its base form I've been playing the OG on Switch it still holds up I'm gonna remake Wolfenstein I'd love to have the game with upgraded sound and graphics without the slog story that's in the current gen titles and erase Duke Nukem I never played this one back in the day and when I did play it recently it didn't blow me away I'd rather just play Serious Sam and have good dumb fun with a game that did it better without." all the boner jokes there's nothing wrong with boner jokes i don't agree with your logic necessarily uh samu but i do agree with your order i will play doom because yeah it's doom i cannot bring myself to erase doom i like it as much as everybody else i'm gonna remake wolfenstein because i actually really like the modern wolfenstein games a lot and i just want to see more of them i really like the modern wolfenstein games and i'm gonna erase duke nukem because i've played them and i just not i don't really enjoy them i just think i don't know as a comedian i think they're kind of hacky and I, I know some are going to yell at me for that. Not for me. I don't care for Duke Nukem. So I'm going to race Duke and I'm not really going to fucking feel that bad about it either. Uh, Thank you to everyone that wrote in this week. What have I been playing over the last seven days and we'll get into Half-Life? Um, mostly just Grand Theft Auto 4 and Dead Space. That's really all I've been playing in preparation for a couple of upcoming episodes of the podcast. and thats I'm not going to tell you what I think of either one. You're going to have to wait for the fucking podcast. That's really all I've been playing. Uh, That's it. Let's talk Half-Life. That's why you're here. That's the main event. I like to give our listeners a chance to sound off on the game we're talking about before my guest and myself hog the microphone. We got a lot of comments this week. I'm going to bomb through a few of these uh sniper slayer said my family got a brand new pc around the launch of this game it was so hyped but shortly after we got our new computer our house was broken into and it was stolen we were pretty shook up but in the end we ended up using the insurance money to get an even better computer with a sweet new 3 d FX voodoo 3 graphics card i don't know if that's made up or not i don't know and a slew of games including half-life boulders gates etc this game gets a lot of hate in hindsight but at the time it was the pinnacle of home gaming i can distinctly remember every store had a computer displaying it on their top system the ai environments etc." etc were like nothing we'd seen before still a great memory and probably one of my top games if you include counter-strike as part of it does half-life get heat these days i honestly didn't know that unless you're bitching that there's no half-life 3 which i would get on board with i thought people still liked half-life i thought it was awesome Uh, Mercury869 said, when my parents finally joined the 20th century and purchased a PC, Half-Life was one of the first games to get installed and it never got uninstalled. It's absolutely magnificent and I would say it's one of the reasons I got hooked on PC gaming. Thank you for playing this. I can't wait to hear you. Trash keyboard and mouse controls. I too also hate aiming with pinpoint accuracy. So this is why people hate PC Master Races because you're a bunch of smug cunts. Uh, (laughs) No, the the aiming with the mouse is awesome. I love aiming with the mouse. Moving with a keyboard... Anyone that prefers to platform with a keyboard over a controller, you just suck at video games. And fucking come at me. I don't care. Moving around with a keyboard was awful. Awful. But aiming with the mouse, aiming with the mouse was fucking pretty tight. I'll give it that. Uh, David Winchester said this game was the one that got me into PC gaming but I always felt like Halo Combat Evolved did everything Half-Life did better the enemy AI the levels the cutscenes the lore and the multiplayer were all better in Halo I love that Half-Life was a huge step forward in video game storytelling and that it spawned games like Counter-Strike which I spent hundreds of hours playing but I always thought it was just a little overhyped Half-Life 2 perfected everything Half-Life was trying to do damn near video game perfection but honestly outside of the story elements for future games there's no real reason to play the original half-life now in my opinion that's a bold take winchester because i i thought everybody i gotta say like as i'm saying this episode i don't even like pc gaming and i had fun playing half-life and i was like i'll probably play it again someday i i thought it was great i don't know but maybe if you grew up playing it i could see maybe you're like i've I've played it a billion times i have no reason to that's how i feel about goldeneye on the 64 i i loved playing it back then but i have no urge to play it anymore maybe that maybe that's what it is maybe that's this is a hot take jeremy spale said half-life was my gateway drug into counter-strike the game itself was captivating and engaging i loved every time i took the tram into black mesa is that how you say it Mesa, mesa i don't know at the start of the game and helping those i could and watching most suffer a pretty awful death solid game i agree solid game is a i almost feel like that's understating it just a little bit uh and nakamura said, Half-Life along with Warcraft 3 were both absolute gems that have since been overshadowed by mods that spawned off of them. The mod community for this game was unbelievable. Really a watershed moment in PC gaming as it took the first-person shooter platform that Doom, Quake, and Wolfenstein established and added a sci-fi movie-like atmosphere to it. If we're not going to get a Half-Life 3, then I really hope we get a remaster someday. Ah, I fucking agree, Nakamura. Especially if they make a remaster but put it on console. please. I want a Half-Life 3 so bad. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into everything Half-Life. In just a matter of moments, I'm going to queue up some music. I will say, I don't remember hearing the music during the game at all, but it must have been there. Uh, and when it stops, my buddy Tyler and I are finally going to talk motherfucking Half-Life, which originally released on PCs on November 19th, 1998. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Okay, so, uh, oh boy, uh, as I'm sure I've explained in the intro, I'm a little nervous this week. We're talking a PC game. PC games are not my forte. Uh, fortunately, I have friends that are fucking nerds, and I called on one of the best this week to carry me through what I would imagine is one of the more anticipated episodes of Remember the Game over the last 217, 18 weeks. I'm not sure how many episodes we're at by the time this goes live. Uh, it's my pal Tyler. What's going on, man? How's, how's life?
1: Hey, Adam. Doing well. Uh, Life is amazing. Absolutely amazing.
0: Life is amazing. And it's it's the fall. Fall is the best season.
1: You can wear a jacket. You don't have to. It's kind of warm out, but it's kind of crispy
0: out. Love it. I love the smell. I like the orange leaves. Good shit. Yeah. It's a great time to sit inside and play video games, which is what we're talking about this week. (laughs) We're talking... Oh, boy. Okay, so we're talking Half-Life. Now, Tyler, I'm sure I've already explained in the intro... I only played this for the first time about three weeks ago. I played it with mouse and keyboard, which I don't know if I ever want to do again. I don't want to get, I don't want to go back down the mouse and keyboard rabbit hole because I'll have explained during the intro how I just, I, I don't get it. It's 35 plus years of using a controller. My my fingers are trained. I'm not changing it up and going to mouse and keyboard now.
1: Yeah. You're, oh, you're, I get it. I, I get it. Some people are coordinated and some people are not, you know? Like,
0: thank some you. Some people can only use
1: their little thumbs Dude. and other people can use
0: all 10 digits. It's so it. stupid. Like the mouse, <laughs> I don't want to go back down this. Like you fucking, wow, we're a minute. We are a minute and 38 seconds into this episode and I've already gone back on my pledge to not go down the fucking mousey keyboard rabbit. All right, let's fucking do it. Let's, let's let's rip the band-aid off. Let's fucking do it before we get into talking Half-Life. Uh I listen, I am not slamming people That use mouse and keyboard, because I will say the mouse in particular, when it came to playing, if this was my first first person shooter ever, other than like playing like doom, like way back on the day on like my, you know, with just a keyboard, uh, using a mouse to aim a gun in a first person shooter. That's the tits. That's pretty, that's pretty handy, but trying to fucking in particular, the platforming in this game, which admittedly is by far my biggest beef, which we will get to. I don't get it. Like trying to fucking my hand. Granted, I don't have a gaming keyboard either, but like my hand is cramping up and I keep pushing the wrong buttons on my fucking keyboard and it just, I don't get it. So I'll just, I know there's some PC master racers listening to this that are having fucking asthma attacks or something right now. Uh, Are you like mouse and keyboard over controller when it comes to shooters and stuff? Uh, I kind of play the hybrid.
1: So it depends on the shooter, like, uh, something like Gears of War, which I now play on PC. I would use a controller hundred, hundred percent of the time. And I know that's a third person shooter, but, um, just like does, sorry, does that cool. have to
0: do with like the getting in and out of cover and stuff like that? Like it's just, cause like that yeah, game is so based just, on cover and things
1: and the roles, everything like that. Um, but then if I play a shooter, like, uh, escape from Tarkov or like even, uh, modern warfare, actually modern warfare, I'd like Warzone, I'd probably want to use a controller over a mouse and keyboard. But okay, from Tarkov, which is more about sniping and uh, positioning, I'd hands down rather use a keyboard and mouse.
0: That's fascinating. I like
1: so so movement. Prefer movement with a controller. Prefer prefer like precision shooting with a mouse and keyboard. Okay, I,
0: and I and I will listen. I I really don't want to like because I've had so many messages from people about this and stuff. Like I don't want to. It's what, you know, different strokes for different so- folks, right? Like, I like peanut butter on my toast. Some other people like Vaseline. It's fine. Everyone likes their own thing. It's great. I just, the mouse thing is handy. The keyboard thing is fucked up. But whatever. I, I digress. We're here to talk Half-Life, not have a debate about fucking mouse and keyboard. Now, I played this for the first time about two weeks ago. But this game is like 25 years old, or 24 years old, 99. Yeah, 24 um, years old. So I assume you've played it this. It 99 98 uh yeah,
1: late 90s i think it was first yeah first shown in e3 in 97 or something like that
0: yeah and so, like
1: and and this is valve's first game too like this was and valve is you know a very big you know i don't know if it's a household name but a big gaming name like dude everything you know, responsible for team fortress and
0: yeah like everything like, valve touches like I'm just looking at the list of... And, like, again, you guys know, right? Like, this is not a history lesson podcast. We don't do a lot of homework. But, like, when I think of Valve games, the number one thing that comes to my mind is Left 4 Dead because I love Left 4 Dead. I don't play a lot of online shooters, but I loved the Left 4 Dead games. But then there's also Half-Life. There's also Portal, Counter-Strike, and it just and now they've obviously got steam where they're just printing fucking money and now they've got the steam deck and stuff and it's just is i would argue there are few developers slash companies in gaming these days or i would say over the last 25 years with a golden touch as powerful as valves everything they touched fucking just prints money it's insane oh
1: and i would say there's some of the pioneers to uh, professional gaming like uh, to esports so like dota 2 is huge and that's a huge esport game and MOBAs are the first games to be esports, but then Counter Strike is like the, uh, you know, the pillar that built uh, first-person shooters.
0: Yeah, it's 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 uh,
1: for for esports.
0: Like I nothing but respect on this end from Valve, and I understand we can complain about you know Steam and some of the things they've done with uh, monopolizing them, blah 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 blah. I don't even care about any of that. Valve is because I don't play on PC. Valve is fucking the, the Midas touch of gaming and the thing is is like you're right and i honestly didn't even realize it until you said it like a minute ago everything started for them with half-life i had no idea this was their first game and now that i'm oh, now, oh, yeah. that, now that i'm done it and i've played it i didn't finish it i, I got stuck at the the end but i'll we'll talk about that uh, but I have played it, and I'm like, and I'd already I had played Half Life two years ago on the original Xbox, and really liked it. And now that I finally played this one, I'm like, this is a fucking goddamn impressive debut. Like, holy shit! Now it's 24 years old. I played it about 24 days ago. I assume you played it earlier than 24 days ago. Yeah, I played
1: it 24 years
0: ago. <laughs> yeah, I assume you're like a, you're like an OG. Uh, yeah. So. I, I, I got to wonder then, like, I imagine the impact of it was a lot different back then than it was on me playing it a month ago. But I will say, even playing it a month ago, I see. Like, I get it. Like, it's, it's a fucking impressive game. I cannot even fathom what it was like to play it back in, like, its launch in, like, the heyday. Like, yeah, this thing like must what, have changed the game.
1: Well, so one of the things that it did that no other gaming, like, games at the point at that point were, like, Doom, Uh, May, I think Duke Nukem probably was out yeah doom duke nukem quake right yeah, where you like, had these like you know very fast like you're floating over the floor so you didn't feel like you were taking steps gordon feels a little bit like he's doing that still it doesn't feel like you don't have head wobble or anything yet i don't think
0: no um, it did, but, no not really but
1: but the thing that it did was it had the story happening around you like it wasn't like you were reading some text on a data pad or you know just like looking for random random keys to open like the blue key card for the blue door like you actually had like um you know interactions with npcs like that didn't exist before this game didn't have that at all the 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 ai in the game or whatever like the you know the programming for the game was unique and new like pushing the envelope sure that you wouldn't have you wouldn't have halo without half-life
0: sure I can I can get on board with that. Like I I like I said, I in in small doses as a kid, I would play like Doom and like Wolfenstein. You know, like the the and like mm-hmm. listen, I love like does anyone not love original Doom? Like everybody loves Doom, right? like oh yeah you, yeah, yeah right like it's doom. it's fucking yeah it's, it's 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 like it's beyond classic like it's fucking doom it's awesome but like you're right it's very floaty let's call a spade a spade there's not the story isn't great you're fucking just basically like you said looking for the blue key card or the yellow key card to open the next door and you're fighting these weird looking demon things and these floating devil eyeball head things as you're doing it yeah and like Even playing this game for the first time in 2022, I could see, like, I'm like, dude, this is, in particular, I I would, I don't know if this is going to be a popular take, and we'll get into the game more in a minute. I just kind of want to talk about, like, its impact. But, like, to me, the first third of the game was outstanding. The middle third was good. I didn't care for the final third. But that first third of the game, when you're in the lab and you're, you know, and you're breaking out of the lab. Oh, yeah man like it was so and i was like dude i have played games like doom eternal i have played the halos the gears of war like i've played quite a few video games and i was like i could still found myself engrossed by the atmosphere of this lab and the the tension and never knowing when something was going to break out of a fucking vent and talking to other scientists and finding them and security guards that were all beat up and stuff and it's like dude I, i really didn't even think to compare it to original doom but if you're comparing it to games like doom from back in the day Oh, my God, what a level up. Like, it's incredible.
1: It's, it's... Yeah, like, th- this was released right when, like, Quake 2 was released. So that's kind of the era. Like, it was, you know, Quake 2 pretty much was like Quake 1, uh, which was like Doom, which was like Wolfenstein. Yeah. They, you know, their shooters at that point were, like, really linear, just run around and, you know, fire bullets at monsters. You didn't have any explanation as to why you were there unless you read the instruction manual with one of those games. You had no idea what was going
0: on. Right. Right.
1: This you you are you are thrown into a story. It, it plays more like a interactive movie.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. Know? It it was I and like listen for all of you that are worried that I'm going to come on here and rip you know because I don't really like playing PC games. Like that's not. Uh, I am going to rip on the final like couple levels of this game because I I fucking hate them. But uh, for the most part, yeah, th- I. I was shocked at like how good it looked, how well it's like how great it sounded. You like you said, it's it still feels a little floaty, but like you do feel like you're taking the steps, and like it really yeah. is you in the game. And it's you know what I think is brilliant, especially about the beginning of this game is the way that you spend the first like ten minutes or whatever. Uh, nothing has gone wrong you're just checking Yeah, just in.
1: walking through the facility you're talking to other scientists i think you, you don't even put the suit on yet right
0: uh no i don't believe you i can't remember because i remember where you get it because yeah. you go into like the dressing room like the locker room and it's like over there maybe you do have it on i think actually you do i think you have it on before you go downstairs right
1: right when you're about to start yeah right when you go in like your reactor yeah. space or whatever it is but
0: i i so, think it's so yeah. i think it's so brilliant that they let you spend the first 10 minutes just playing as Gordon Freeman, just a scientist, just at work, just clocking in like another day at the office, going down to do this like experiment. And it like it really puts you into the shoes of like being in this lab. It's not like you said. Listen, I, again, I love Doom, but like Doom, you're just dropped into fucking hell or whatever. And you're shooting zombies, you know, aliens or whatever the fuck. Demons. Yeah. And this one, you're just like a guy at work to start. And then it all hits the fan. And then the way you have to climb back out through this lab that you just walked down through and see how it's all changed. And it's like, I was, I was mesmerized by the first couple hours of this game. I was so entranced by it. Well, and like one
1: of the things it had, like, you're talking about, you're walking through the lab there. First person shooters, like the space you were in didn't look like you know like a place like a real place this is one of the first games where he was like yeah i'm in a fucking lab like i could you know there's you know pipes and everything running everywhere there's fucking scientists everywhere yeah this is one of the first games to do that where you're like your environment reflected with what you were doing and where you were yeah it wasn't just like a bunch of you know polygonal shapes that you vaguely resemble something like it literally like textured you know had textures over everything so you looked like you were in a lab like a real lab it was awesome, awesome yeah dude absolutely even that like very, I,
0: even that very beginning opening um, segment where you're kind of just in that like cart, you know, that like tramway yeah. or whatever, just making your way down, like it really gives you a feeling of like just how underground you are and like where you are. And oh my god, I was just well, and and
1: what a great setup for the escape too. Like you yes. ride this tramway down, and you're like you're you're given some scale and some scope of do like. When shit does hit the fan, spoiler alert, you cause like this massive tear in space and time because you put some unknown shit into a reactor.
0: Oh yeah, and we are, we're going to spoil the fuck out of this. Like it's 24 years old. I might be the last person on the planet to play this fucking game. (laughs) So we're spoiling the fuck out of this game. Go ahead, sorry. I
1: forget what they're... I forget what the reactor was called, like the particle, something or other. Yeah, I'm
0: never going to be able to tell you that. But I do, yeah, you're, like, doing this, like, like I remember, like, you go into that room, because that's why you have the suit on, because you're the one, like, in that room, like, working on it. The rest of them are, like, behind glass or whatever, like, talking to you over, like, the, the radio and then all of a sudden shit hits the fan and they're like, oh my God. And then you come out and like a bunch of them are dead and the fucking lab is destroyed. And then you're starting to climb back out. And then the scientists are like the the military or whatever is going to be here soon and they're going to save us. But then they're killing the scientists and the, and it's like, what the fuck? It's, it's just, oh, like I, and this is where... I don't want to sound like I'll, I'll just I'll, I, I, I want to know what your take is because we can get into the specifics. But here's to me the first when you're breaking out of the lab and you're and you're kind of like trying to get back up to the surface. I loved it, and then the middle third yeah. of the game where I felt like it was almost it almost kind of turned into Call of Duty and I was just fighting soldiers all over the place. I didn't hate it, but I was like I did like it better when it was a little bit less combat and a little bit more tension. And then the final couple of levels where you're in, like, these alternate dimensions and you have to platform and shit, I, I fucking hated them. In my, I hated them. But I'm curious, yeah, like, what did I, you think? So I thought
1: the escape was the best part. The, like, beginning of the game, it is the best part. It is incredible. Um, yeah. I, I didn't mind fighting the soldiers, but again, like, I was playing this when there was nothing like that. Sure. Like, that was insane.
0: And, I, and listen, I want to say I didn't hate that part. It just, I liked it better when it was like I was underground in this lab and it was tense. Once I was like outside and just fighting soldiers everywhere, it wasn't that it was bad, but I felt like, in my opinion, where this game was at its best was the tension of the sci-fi movie of being underground, not being above ground, just fighting people. It was still fun, but I just liked the added tension of like the idea that I was underground with all these aliens or whatever. But that that's me. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead
1: no 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 absolutely i I, but like i said i you know they didn't have anything out at the time that was like that like maybe i think soldier of fortune came out shortly after But this really did pioneer so many elements of it and like you got to keep in mind like this is the precursor to counter strike right so like fighting those soldiers that eventually leads to what counter strike is like this whole platform and like movement the way the guns look the gunplay everything it all it all evolves off this is the foundation that's so many games are built off of, right? Um, you know, because Counter-Strike's the first like real e shooter. Uh, I just thought I still, I think fighting the soldiers was fun. It was so unique, so new. I hated the platforming. Um, but again, that also was new. That wasn't a thing in first person shooters. Right. And- like at the time, like the comparable, like quake doom and that stuff, you had very little like puzzles that were, you know, more than, uh, find the blue key card you, or whatever, like find the golden skull to unlock, blah, blah, blah. You actually had like these huge platforms, boxes you had to shoot and blow up, you know, and there wasn't like a, oh, I'm at a puzzle now all of a sudden, you know, it still felt like you were in an environment that made sense. Sure. Like it's not like, it's not like you walked into a room and you're like, ah, a puzzle room.
0: Right. You know, agreed. agreed.
1: You'd walk into a room and be like, oh, a server room. Oh, fuck. I got to figure out how this, I don't know, button opens. Oh, those giant presses in the other room. Right. Which made sense that there were giant presses in this lab, right? Like, Right. No, um, I,
0: and I will say, too, like, especially now that I, I, I guess I just never put the, I never put one and one together, or two and two, whatever the phase is. I never put seven and eight together to figure out that fucking, <laughs> uh, to figure out that, like, this was Val's first game. And so I, I, I will say, like, I, re- I respect the ambition of the way that like as much as I love the parts in the lab where you're trying to break out, I do think if that had been the entire game, maybe it might have started to get a little bit stale and so i appreciate that they change it up a couple of times i do i do appreciate that and i can understand that they were trying to do something different with the final the alternate dimension like my beef with the the end i mean i i will say like i couldn't beat it i couldn't beat the final boss i maybe i'm just not very good i couldn't beat the final boss but that part where you're fucking i don't remember what the name of the dimension zen or whatever the fuck the dimension is
1: zen it's, like, three letters, X, Z, N, or yeah. something like
0: that. And you're, like, trying to jump from, like, platform to platform, and you have to, like, there's one part where you have to, like, work your way down from the top of this thing to the bottom and then get on, like, a flying fucking yeah. devil raid or whatever to get to, like, a portal. And I Yeah.
1: Oh. And it shoots, like, a, it shoots a laser below it, right? Like, they're really annoying how they shoot, like, a, you know, like an orbital beam type of thing, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. I, I just, now, admittedly, I don't find that kind of stuff fun in most first-person games like i don't think platforming translates well into first person i appreciate that they were trying to do something different but at that point i was like i i just i was i i just i don't want to get any shit from all the half-life fans listening to this i did not enjoy and from what i've seen a lot of the consensus seems to be once the game goes to zen or whatever you call it People don't love that part of the game. I appreciate that they were trying a bunch of different things. It's an ambitious game. I think it's a great game, but I did not like the end. I did I did not enjoy that part at all. I kept missing jumps yeah. and falling and fucking dying and getting so mad. And maybe that's because I suck at using a keyboard because I'm an uncoordinated ape, like you said. I don't know, but I hated that <laughs> fucking part. I liked the story. I love the idea that you go into this dimension to stop whatever's coming through this. You know, I I'm down with that. But I was like. I don't want to platform now. Even there's even platforming in the That's my beef with this game was I just didn't enjoy any of the platforming. There's a part near the end where you're climbing this like weird yellow tower and going to all these like portals and shit and warping around. I didn't like that. I didn't like when I had to run across a pipe and pour like I just, you know, like when you're going across like the radioactive uh ponds or whatever the fuck they are. I personally just didn't and maybe that's just because I suck at uh, platforming with a keyboard in first person. I just didn't enjoy those parts, period. I had more fun, uh, shooting and running. Like, did you hate all, like, am I alone? I'm, I'm honestly curious. Like, did you dislike it?
1: No, I like, I, like I said, I, I played it back in the day, so I don't have any like, fret I, I can hundred percent guarantee that some of the things that were like groundbreaking that I loved back in the day, like, you know, the level of, we're just going to call it Zen now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to Zen. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Um. It was so shocking to see something like that like it was just you right. know it's so unique uh, it, it definitely like gave off the i i like the aesthetic of that place too like the alternate dimension definitely pulled from hr geiger the guy who did the aesthetic for aliens yeah the artist who created like the whole look okay definitely pulls from that so it has like just such a cool motif there um if i went back and played it now 100% I'd be frustrated.
0: with it, Yeah. Like, and listen, like, there, like, I think there are parts that are neat. The parts where dude, some of the parts where you're in like pipes or going through like vents or, uh, like some of that platforming was actually pretty dope. Uh, but yeah. then there was other parts where I just was like, fuck me. Like, I just, I just, I want to shoot and sneak around. I don't want to have to like, this isn't Mario brothers, you know, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, you're right. I am judging a 24 year old game for the first time. Well, a hundred percent. So did Did you play Portal? Uh, No. And I take so much shit. (laughs) And I know for everyone listening to this, you don't have to message me. I get messages every time it comes up. I promise. It's not that I hate Portal. I just haven't got around to it. I will play it. Please. No more death threats, please.
1: No. So everyone who's listening to this, Adam's mailing address is yes.
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. I no. So <laughs> yeah, don't what, don't, what, what, don't DM them. Send
1: them hate mail. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just pieces of paper <laughs> with fucking spit on them. Like that's no, I yes. I will <laughs> I would argue that Portal is the most uh especially now that I've played Half Life, I would argue Portal might be the most critically acclaimed game that I have never played. It might be. Uh but what where were you sorry, where were you going with that? Um now that I've So like Half
1: half-life is like the story um i don't know like half-life being like just like a very good story right but in half-life i feel like the platforming that is totally like the precursor to what they do with portal portal is just that dial being turned up to 11. whereas like the shooting the shooting is what like counter-strike is and that's that dial turned up to 11 and then half-life is like you know the story that you know a full fully like theatrical version or whatever of a story Using the elements from those two games, I see that came okay. out later.
0: Like, and I and I will say too, like a part of my beef with the platforming might just be that I'm not very experienced or good with using a keyboard. Like, maybe if I was doing it with a controller, uh, well, and it, and it's older, right?
1: To... Like, it. I don't. I feel like platforming has come a long way since.
0: No since question. Then, no question. Especially
1: in shooters, right? So, Dude, like, yeah. even just being able to do little like cut screen you know, wall runs and shit like that. The fact that, you know, this is all very, like, it just barely feels like you're not floating.
0: Right? 100%. Even if I, like, I, and I'm not, I, listen, I have made peace with Mario 64. I like that game now. But the 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 time where I finally fell in love with Mario 64 was playing it on my Switch with a Pro Controller, like, a not the 64. Like, I just don't like 3D platforming overall. There's exceptions, but as a whole, I don't love it. And so, to drop me into, like, a, Let's call it, you know, 1998. That's only a couple years after Mario 64. We're still kind of new to this type of thing. And then you're giving me this and uh, yeah, like that might be part of my problem. So even if I look past the the platforming, I would just argue, and I want to get back to the shit I love because there's a lot of shit about this game I love, but like those last couple levels, I just like, even if I had, even if I had mastered the platforming and I was good at it, I just don't find that jumping, like having to climb down from platform to platform at the end. I just don't find that fun. Like I, it, to me, I was like, is you, you like, it's slow. There's no tension anymore. It's just trying to stick these jumps. And I, I, I think, yeah, it's just
1: stressful.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's just, and again, I, listen, I'm like, let's get the bad out of the way and then we can get into all the rest of the good. And I, I can't think of anything else bad to say other than I just didn't care for the last couple levels of the game. Um, is yeah. there anything else about Who this you game guess? you don't like? Or do you have any other takes um, on the platforming part? Yeah,
1: no, I can't say anything I don't like. Like, like I said, I, I'm looking at through it with the rose-colored glasses in memory. So. Sure, as it, I think no, most,
0: was, most listeners probably are. To be honest,
1: yeah. Like, I wish the biggest like uh, drawback to the game is how long it takes for sequels to come out.
0: Yeah, fuck. Do you think? Like, <laughs> I said, we are going to talk about the good now. We'll it's just over there, but I'll ask you. Like, do you think we ever get Half-Life Three? Like, I know there's Half Life Alex, know. and some say that, is, but like, I just mean, like, a straight up Half Life. Like, is that, that has to be up there as like one of the most requested sequels of all time. And I yeah, just. Yeah, but
1: Valve's, tot- Valve's totally incapable of making a sequel. So, yeah. like, they, that trilogy, that trilogy, because all their games have sequels, but never a three.
0: Yeah. And like, the thing is, is they have so much, like, Steam, and now the Steam Deck, like, they're just printing money. I'm like, do they. It's like, listen, I would love a new Jack and Daxter game, but Naughty Dog has The Last of Us and Uncharted. They're not going back to Jack and Daxter. You know what I mean? Like, no, definitely not. And I, and I and I maybe maybe it's 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 insanity to compare Jack and Daxter to Half Life. Even I'm fully aware that Half Life is monstrously bigger than Jack and Daxter. But the comparison, I think, stands. Like Steam is print or Valve is printing money with Steam and the Steam Deck. I don't know. Like, I I would love to, like, because I would, like, listen, we're going to cover Half-Life 2 on this show someday. I love that game. I liked that game having never played Half-Life 1. I liked Half-Life 2. Uh, Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Because you can jump right into it. It's pretty much a standalone, right? Yeah.
0: I played it on the original Xbox during that era and really liked it and just finally got around to playing the first one. Um, Yeah. So now getting back to the first one, because we should talk about uh, the good stuff about the original Half-Life. I, I will just... I'm going to get it out there right now. I've not played any multiplayer. I played it by myself once on my computer to get it ready for this podcast. So I... And, like, I can't... Same as, like, if we ever do Gears of War, which we will do someday. Like, I can't speak... I don't do multiplayer. I can't speak to it. So I'll ask. Any... You got anything to say about the multiplayer? Because I'm sure there's going to be people that want to hear about it, but I don't know if you've got more experience with it than I do.
1: Um Yeah, like, we played it a bit in LAN parties and stuff. It like... You know, it was... uh it definitely was like like it, like like everything with this game. It was like the building blocks, the found like it was the foundation to things to come. Like sure. it was good for for in the time, like in its time, it was, it was amazing. It was like revolutionary, like that. And Quake Two had some of the best fucking multiplayer on the planet. That's all, but that's all there was. And then like you know, H- Half Life multiplayer leads into Counter Strike, Team Fortress, like these hugely mm-hmm. awesome genre defining. Right, uh, multiplayer games, right? So, so then I'll you know, ask, like, go ahead. You, 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 you pretty much don't have like what Call of Duty is without Half Life,
0: right? You know? So, like, because what, oh, what I was going to, what I was going to say is like, I, I played GoldenEye not long ago on my sixty four, which is from the same, I think ninety eight, like around the same time as Half Life. And uh, I played the fuck at a GoldenEye multiplayer back in the day, but now it's like that's a little rough. But like we wouldn't, we might not have console like console first person shooters. Might not like Halo obviously revolutionized the console first person shooter, but I would argue that GoldenEye was the first like real first person shooter on console. And I know that Half Life wasn't yeah. the first first person shooter on PC, but like, is it maybe in that you know that trailblazing sense? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's Uh, exactly. It's
1: it's hugely a trailblazing game. Um, So, you know, if I were to go back and play the multiplayer now, I would, you know, it's it's very forgettable.
0: Right. But in the
1: time and what it led to. Right. Right. Sure. Definitely was uh, ahead of the curve.
0: Okay. So, for those of you out there that were hoping for multiplayer, like, I have nothing to say about it. And there you go. That was your multiplayer. I only played the campaign. Uh, So, we'll get back to the fucking campaign. I, I got to say, bro, when I started playing, I didn't really interpret this game as like a a horror game. And I still don't know no. if I would go as far as to call it a horror game. But, boy, it is fucking, it is fucking tense at times. It is... And like,
1: a- action action thriller.
0: Yeah, yes. That's a great way to put it. And there, especially in the early going, when you're breaking out of the lab yeah. and you don't have a ton of weapons or a ton of ammo. And like... I'll be honest.
1: Your crowbar and your goatee. That's all you need. Your crowbar and your, your, you know, Gordon Freeman goatee.
0: Those, those little motherfucking crab things. I don't know what they're called. I hate those little fuckers. And, like, you're crawling through some of these vents in the sewers and you got to turn your flashlight on, which is such an awesome touch that it's, like, so dark. And I, then you turn the flashlight on, you can see. And then all of a sudden, I, one I of those think, little fuckers jump at you. I jumped so many times. I hate them. I hate those little shit so much. Fuck.
1: I think they're called, like, head crabs. That,
0: they might be. Yeah. I. Yeah. They never didn't. And they're just creepy looking. Like, they're just. It's just. It's a oh, tense yeah. game. There's a part. No, so, go ahead.
1: And and it's not like graphically, you know, the most, you know, it's it was an advanced decide. but I mean, again, it's in ninety eight. Like, you know, yeah. it started to they were trying to release it in ninety seven. Right. So it, like, you know, these head crabs did look good. They look sure. fucking creepy. Listen, they look listen. like flesh flesh peeled over two claws. Yeah, like
0: they're crazy. Looking. No question. I will go as far as to say, like, playing it for the first time this year, I I think this game graphically holds up today. Like obviously it's not, you know, fucking like the modern, you know, it's it's not a 2022 video game, but uh I don't I don't think it's ugly. Like I I was impressed at how good this game looked by today's standards. And I think to me where the tension comes and I think the tension kind of fades away once you start fighting soldiers all over the place and you realize that how powerful you are and you have all these guns and and all this shit but like in the early going when you're still used to just being this Gordon Freeman guy that just went to work And now all of a sudden I have a crowbar and I need to break out of this lab that's full of these fucking weird looking alien demon crab head fucking things. There's one part in the early part of the game where you break through like a vent and fall into like a sewer, but then you have to open up the water. But then the thing starts filling up with water and you need to figure out how to get out before you drown. And like the whole time these things have been chasing you. That's where I'm like this. It's fucking tense. There's parts where you're in these like storage rooms and there's like bodies laying around and these fucking, you can hear the little crab things fucking, and they hop off shelves and get you and stuff. It's, it's like you said, when all you have is a crowbar and maybe a pistol, it's fucking tense, man. I loved it. I love, that's why I thought the game was at its best in that first third. I loved that part of the game so much.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, Uh, uh, and like, you know, you have such a unique uh, rogues gallery of, of enemies like it's awesome
0: right yeah and then you like you i love that you can come at like and listen the ai is not great but it's also a 1998 i would argue ai is not great in games in 2022 i just played the last of us again and there's a lot of times where i'm like the ai is pretty dumb so like i'm not gonna sit here and slam the ai but i love that you like i think it's really cool that you can like come across a security guard and ask them to follow you and they actually help you it is not the worst yep. AI ever to me where the AI is dumb is like sometimes they'll get stuck or you'll need them to like open a door for you and they'll get stuck trying to open the door and that kind of stuff. But like when you're actually fighting enemies, the the guards you find that'll come along and help you are really, really, I, I thought that was a really cool mechanic. And the fact that you have the option yep. of asking them to come with you, like you don't have to. I love that part. I thought was sick. Um, yeah I think it's awesome
1: I think and I like I said I don't think any other games are doing that like this game is pioneering so many little yeah. things like that I can't think of one where you could ask people to come and give you a hand
0: no dude if I had played this back in the day I think I would have like I would have been completely addicted to this game like I it was just especially that first while you're underground I, I fucking loved it I, I will say one thing I didn't like about the underground was oh my god that fucking part where you have to fight you don't even fight it. You just have to get past it. It's like the three squid arms or whatever the fuck they are coming out of the. They're in like that tunnel in, like, that giant tube. Do you know what I'm talking about? From
1: the ones from the ceiling?
0: Uh, no, they're coming in from, like, the ground. And you go down to the bottom and you do whatever you have to do. And then you have to climb back up and out of this tunnel. But you have to, like, throw grenades at them or whatever to, like, get them to temporarily go back underground so you can, like, run up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, those things killed me so I I think it's just because I suck. I thought it was, like, I'm not even complaining because I didn't even dislike it. I thought it was rad. But fuck me, they killed me a lot. But I love that tension that I'm not Superman in this game. Like, if I let my guard down, I will get fucking killed. I thought that was dope. Uh, yeah
1: definitely and and he didn't just have like health packs everywhere letting you know you're going into like a uh, harder engagement. yeah like it actually you'd have like health packs by a dead body like it seemed really um like it made sense i i thought you were talking about the tentacles from like those uh roof things that you'd get caught in it oh no you up.
0: I, but hated i hated
1: those it, I, yeah i hate it them grossed too. me out
0: yeah me too and like uh when you saw them coming in advance they were no big thing you could just take them out, yeah. a couple of shots, you're golden. But yeah, when they, when you're like just running along, and then all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? And like, I I swear to God, every time they thought they caught me, I thought the game glitched. And I was like, "Why can't I move?" And then I'd realize I'm going up, and I'm like, "Oh no!" And then you'd look up, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" And you start unloading on them to get down again, dude. Yes, I love those enemies, and I love the fucking the enemies that would uh, the crab heads, obviously, whatever the fuck they're called. Even though I, I fucking there's one part very early in the game where you trigger this like, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like a lift. It's not like a full blown elevator, but like a, like it's like it's just like it's going down like a giant ramp. And you're going down to like yeah. to like a sewer, and those stupid little fucking crab heads keep jumping down from above you, and most of yeah, them are yeah, just yeah, missing yeah. the. Oh my god, that's I died there so many times because like, I I happen to save there with like ten health because I sucked.
1: Yeah, well. And that's one of those, like, the elevator's going down and enemies are coming up. Like, a classic, yeah. you know,
0: Ugh.
1: action movie trope, right?
0: So tense. And you're love right. It. I wanted to get back to your point, dude. You made such a great point. I love that this game doesn't just throw health at you. Like, I listen, I think that games would probably get panned more if they didn't give you a bunch of health and ammo and supplies right before a big fight. But I like that there's not a ton of boss fights in this game. And every time you find one of those healing kits like on the wall, it is it is it is a gift from God. You're like, oh, thank yeah. fuck you like you go searching for them. And it's it is such a like or those things that uh, recharge your suit too. the same thing. Like when you yeah, find the them, armor oh or whatever, my God, you're like, thank Christ, yeah. like they're worth going looking for. Well, there,
1: what a what a cool like instead of just having like random normal health packs on the ground or like a big red cross that you walk over like you actually have something that's built into the environment and makes sense like oh this is like where you do a health check and how many games have mimicked that totally. um like uh like bioshock has shit like that in it now totally.
0: right yeah and even like i i i even really enjoyed the mechanic of uh when you go up to them and use them and you have to stand there and like you know, hold the button for five or six seconds while it's refilling your health or refilling the energy in your suit. So it's not like yeah. when you're in a melee full of a bunch of enemies, you can't just run over a health kit, pick it up and then keep going. Like you need to run over and you need a couple of seconds to heal. And like, if enemies are around, you're like, fuck, like you, you got to make yeah. sure you're safe before you go over there and heal. I, I, you, I, I never even thought of it that way, but you're right. It's, I think that the, the spacing of the healing and the items is so well done in this game. I, I, you feel like a scientist in a lab. Like, it's really yeah, well done. Absolutely. Yeah. Very tense. And
1: even, like, there there's areas where you're running through, like, bunkers and into parking garages and stuff like that. And everything looks like and feels like the environment you're in. Like, that's probably the biggest, other than, like, you know, groundbreaking story and a way to tell a story. I think that's one of the biggest uh, perks to this game is just exactly how detailed it was for its time. Like, yeah. Uh, dude, that's, I- that's the. The I'll, big thing to keep in
0: mind is for its time. No, I'll argue today. Like, it's, again, not the, you know, it's not fucking, I'm trying to think of, like, one of the best, like, I, like, I, I love Doom Eternal. Like, I fucking love that game. Of course, this isn't Doom Eternal. But I, I for a right. game as old as this was, I was shocked at, and again, like, I played the whole game with headphones on and, like, you know, in immersion and getting into it and everything. And once I got a grip on the controls and I started to kind of really figure out the gameplay mechanic, it, I, was, I was floored. By how atmospheric it is. And you can... Dude, you can fucking... uh, You know what else is great? And I might be wrong. uh, There's like next to no music.
1: No, I don't think hardly any.
0: Like, and it adds so much. I love that I don't hear some tense music before enemies attack. All I can hear is the noise of the enemies somewhere. And I'm like, cocksucker. Like, I know there's something around here that's going to try to kill me. That adds so much tension to it. I loved it. I... Oh my god. I even stuff like uh trying to get through like the the um security like the trip wires without triggering them and stuff like that. I I enjoyed that yeah. a lot too cuz then when you do trigger them and those fucking goddamn turrets start those turrets fuck you up. Uh Oh yeah. But I liked it. Oh, well and like
1: well and, and like little things like <sighs> like there's a part in the level where you're fighting this giant, like, I don't know, blue robot or some bullshit. And I remember you, you like can end up on top of a tank, like a fuel tanker like a holding tank. And there's this like uh digital screen that controls this satellite bombardment. And so you aim oh, with this yeah. thing. So the thing's walking around and there's this little map. So you're aiming this little map at this giant robot. Like there was nothing like that at the time. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> Such a cool little puzzle. And it's things like that. Like, like I, I'm, I can't, my every every takeaway, I'm just like, oh, the best thing was how immersive the environment was, and again, that's all like it was so good.
0: No, the like, weapons
1: were cool too. Like they had unique weapons too.
0: Yeah, no, no, dude. But, just but, just going back to that boss fight, I will say like I got so fucking mad at that boss fight because I kept dying on it. But I, I once I finally beat it agreed you're like if you've never played it, everybody like you're outside and this massive thing Chases you through this like parking garage or something to like an outdoor thing and then you get above and there's There's like a radio. there saying like hey everyone get out of here But you can figure out that yeah You move it like left right up and down like a claw machine and tell it where to airstrike and you need to Lure that boss into like an arrow air area where you can hit him with a, an airstrike to kill him And I was just really bad at it, but I I just wanted to say agreed like I hate boss fights particularly boss fights that are just bullet sponges and all i have to do is unload all my best weapons into it forever uh that was such a clever i just wanted yeah, so fucking clever sorry you were talking uh, about the cool so, weapons in the game but i I loved that boss fight i just wanted to say that yeah
1: but just getting into that like that you know it was one of those seamless things that was part of the environment like it was just perfect perfectly executed you didn't feel like oh they've given me this to do this like it's actually was it seemed plausible that it was there and like yeah. it followed the story.
0: And again, you weren't, you're uh, not fucking Rambo with like a giant pile of guns. You're like a normal guy who needs to make use of whatever's laying around to keep himself alive. Uh, yeah,
1: your crowbar, your shotgun. Or like, yeah, that or airstrike. A- orbital thing. bombardment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, now, I will, you know what I did hate though was I didn't hate it. I, I shouldn't say I hated it, but I can't just. De- did you like the parts where you were kind of on like the cliff side and you were fighting the soldiers and kind of climbing your way down that like mountain and you could see straight down and you're just trying not to fall off while you're because like maybe it was just because I was bad with controls and someone did bring up in our discord that like you should be falling and it should be tough because you're just a normal guy, which I, 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 I see the logic and kind of agree, but God, I was getting fucking mad at times, man. Fuck. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? That guy's a jerk.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You're just a normal guy. He's Gordon Freeman. He's got a dang suit.
0: Yeah, he does have. A this sewer. is how
1: I fantasize I would do in a critical event like this, like a crisis where alternate dimension opens up. I want to fantasize that I would succeed, right? Not fall off the freaking cliff and like, die. Like I would.
0: Like listen. Like the tension of it. You come out of this like sewer drain or whatever, and all of a sudden, and it's like something out of a movie. You come out of this sewer drain, and then you, and then you like you're like running out, and then all of a sudden you do the thing where you're like, whoa, and you look down, and it's straight down, and then you got your hands and back against the side of this mountain. And you're like fuck me, and you're trying to claw along it. Like I get what they were going for. I I just I fell off that I fell off that mountain so many motherfucking times that I was yeah. just oh. But again, that might just be my shittiness. Oh my god, I was mad. Fuck me, it made me oh, fuck. Um, but did you did you struggle? Like did you did you like that part? I I just like am oh, I crazy? I, yeah. I w-
1: I would have struggled immensely with it, but I, you know, I don't really remember liking or disliking it. Okay. You know, it's it's been a while.
0: Yeah. So, like
1: I, like. I would say I probably struggled with it and was pissed off and, you know, but persevered because this is also in a time where you had, like, when you got a new game, it's the only thing you had. So of course. Yeah. You yeah. Played the, of course. played the piss out of it.
0: But, like. And then, and then like, and then you get into like the part where you're kind of working your way through, I don't know where it's actually like an old, it almost seemed like an old military base. I don't know if it was um yeah and you're fighting soldiers and you're fighting aliens and that was the one like i it didn't lose me cuz i i was like this is fun it's a shooter this is fun but i i i just i i don't mean to stress how much i like the first part of the game better but like i did enjoy it better when i was just a normal dude making use of whatever i could find as opposed to like a guy who's gunning down the fucking you know national guard or whatever the fuck they are and just finding armories full of weapons and going you know full badass i I just liked, I did, I just, it was just, I liked the tension more than just being like in a regular shooter, you know? But I, yeah, I also found, I, I, go ahead. No, no, keep going. Well, I was just going to say, I there was parts where like, they would take it back to tension. Like you're crawling around in these sewer drains underneath these guards and they're trying to find you. And then when they do see you, they're whipping grenades down there and stuff. And like, I, I liked that. But when I was just above ground, just shooting soldiers left and right, that's, that was where I, I didn't check out, but I was like, it's, it's less tension and now it's just a good shooter. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that, I think it switches, like it switches from, you know, uh, uh, action, whatever action thriller to like just straight up action. It's almost,
0: it's yeah. I would argue it's in, in ways it's almost three different games.
1: Yeah, like, but the whole time, though, I think the whole time you're like in the Lambda complex or whatever. You like this; it's all the same facility. Like those Marines and shit are part of it. I yeah, I think I you're thought, right. I thought they were like, and it's just like the cover up from the G Man to right. like, you know, remove anybody who's seen the other dimension, the Zen, and
0: right? All that. Yeah, yeah, they're just, yeah, hide it, right? Which like, and again, I I did like, I really don't want to sound like I'm dissing it. I I enjoyed the fuck out of it. It was just it went from, yeah, almost like a action thriller game to like a shooter to like a platformer. And I just liked each section just a little bit less, but I, and I, I don't know, dude, to me, there was just something about being underground. There's just, am I yeah. like, it just adds so much tension. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I don't know why I just, and I, I, I think that that speaks to the brilliance of the beginning of the game. Cause it shows you just how far, like how, dude, that opening segment where you're on that fucking tramway. I was like, Jesus Christ, this goes for a long time,
1: but then, but then, <laughs> but it tells you how deep you are. Like exactly. how you are just like, exactly. And then spend the rest of the game escaping. That. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I Me think it's a great, good, good storytelling mechanic.
0: Yeah. I went from being like, fuck, when is this part over? To, as i played the game i was like oh i understand how brilliant this is like storytelling yeah um it, it i just i was blown away man i i minus the like if you be i assume you've beaten it yeah. yeah yeah like i that final boss i don't know maybe i just suck i could not for life me beat that final like boss. like the
1: big uh the huge egg laying head crab thing yeah like on the yeah suck. like sucked. a giant baby giant baby's body kind of thing
0: but like i had also read that like i wasn't like i i finally looked it up and i was like like do i just suck at this and there were a lot of people online saying that it can be a pretty tough fight and i just couldn't yeah. i just couldn't beat it
1: because you're supposed to like jump in these big on those big like organic trampolines i guess right
0: i think so and which, shoot it yeah. and the fuck i hate yeah
1: it and then shoot 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 it in the top of the head like there's some kind of I, not an exposed brain, but, like, exposed energy or something. You're supposed to shoot it in the top of that.
0: Yeah, you're supposed I don't know. to, yeah, something, yeah, pick it off from, like, above it or something like that, but those those fucking yeah. goddamn natural uh trampoline fucking things, those drove me insane. Like I I just sucked. Yeah. I just could not for the life of me get the timing down for those things at all. And then all of a sudden they would shoot me up in the air and I wouldn't be ready and I wouldn't stick the landing on where I was supposed to land. I would just fall and lose like two thirds of my health. I just get so mad. I was like, but I might just been <laughs> when I fucking sucked at it too though. Um oh. but, you know though they were
1: tough. They were tough. Yeah. Like it definitely I especially I feel like at the time you know, you didn't have a frame of reference, so it was like, oh, okay, this is how you move and everything. Right. Like, it was just, you know, you learned the movements, and that's all there was to it. Right. Since, like, if you were to go back like you did, you're used to a higher level of control, right? Right. Whereas right. this game would have been like, you know, it's like a baby crawling. You're like, all right, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. On all fours, whereas you're used to fucking... Well, ready to stretch but yeah, like and I won't,
0: I won't like yeah I don't even want to say like I'm not even dissing it it was It might have just been that I sucked and I've I uh, seriously I've heard several people be like well you're a normal guy like it you know it maybe adds to the realist realism that that it's tough for this normal you know like I I like that Jeff Gordon or part of me not Jeff Gordon uh that's a race car driver Gordon Freeman uh remains so kind of like you don't know a lot about him You know, and I, and I do like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But. So they, they did that on purpose. They wanted to have the like unnamed hero so that you could immersively like be him. Which I,
0: I, you weren't great. I love that. Yeah.
1: You weren't, you weren't seeing like his reaction to something. It was your reaction to something that was very intentional.
0: Totally. And I, and I thought it was incredibly well done. I really, really enjoyed that. But like, I, I truly can't decide for people that were coming at me and no one's attacked me over it. But like I did hear people say stuff like, "Well, he's a normal guy; it should be harder for him." And I, fifty percent of me is like, "That's fair." He is like a scientist, you know. It's not like he's got superpowers or anything. Fifty percent of me is like, "No, I just don't really like the controls," and that's just a com or that's just a convenient excuse. But I I can't decide because I don't <laughs> think I I don't think it controls badly. I just think I suck at it. I don't think it controls badly i just think i'm not very good um yeah i just think
1: i think it was like the beginnings for sure you know yeah. like what modern modern shooter controls are like i feel like it was you know definitely the early days no question. what it is now
0: and like i listen i will like i i love doom and stuff as much as the next person but when you compare this to those games like i see it like i i'm a fan like i i I don't know if I'll ever play it again on my PC because I don't want to play it with fucking mouse and keyboard again. And before anyone messaged me, it says (laughs) I can pair a controller. I know I can, blah, 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 blah. It didn't really work out very well. But I think it's got a port to PS2. I might try to track down the PS2 version just so I can play it with my controller because I definitely want to play it again. Now I want to play Half-Life 2 again. Like, I am not dissing this game at all. I'm a fan. I loved it. And there are certain parts... bro. that part where you get caught and then you have to break out of the trash compactor and you find the crowbar and have to get out. I know it's a yeah, simple awesome. puzzle, but that's brilliant.
1: Yeah, awesome. Like, that adds... And, like, a little head nod, head nod to Star Wars.
0: So Totally, totally. Uh, Like, that adds so much... Like, that is so dope. There's the one part where you're on, like, a damn... And you have to like go down in the water and you have a tranquilizer like spear gun and you have to fight off yeah. this giant crab fish whale thing and then open up like a drain and go through like a sewer drain to get out. But at the same time, you've got a finite amount of air. Oh, and and I hate swimming levels. Swimming controls in this game are better than like 99% of the games I've played in my life. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Mouse and keyboard fans. Your swimming is superb. Fucking superb. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, even no, though,
1: like the level design, level design was unparalleled. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't, it just keeps coming back to that. Like, just the different environments, having to do that escape was awesome. Like, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I liked some of the little puzzles. Stuff like, uh, I mentioned that part near the very beginning of the game, where you, you have to, like, crowbar your way into that vent, and then you fall down into the, like, under, underground, like, water pipes. And then you have to get up to another vent to get out. But the only way to get up to that vent is to open up the, the like... The reserves and just let the place flood with water but then you only have a finite amount of time to fucking get up there and get out before you drown uh i i just think those are the little things that i'm like this is really brilliant like this is well done parts where you're climbing through like ceiling tiles and fucking or like you can see bad guys through like glass doors but you can't get to them because the doors are locked uh, just well, and you
1: see, you'll see like scientists and uh, you know security guards get absolutely massacred behind the glass. Oh, you know, and yes, you can't help them.
0: No, oh fuck, and like I know that shit happens all the time now, but that was that was a big deal twenty five years ago.
1: Uh, oh yeah, because because you got to think. Like I said, Doom Quake, they didn't have like NPCs that talk, so you have NPCs that are talking, so you're putting like uh, you're paying actor, voice actors, you know, the whole shebang stuff that was not happening in video games totally to say some lines and then be killed. Like that was so unique.
0: Yeah. I know. I'm dude. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan when we like, I think I'm, I'm like, I'm running out of like, I'm going to suck this game's dick pretty hard as long as I don't have to finish. Cause I don't like the end. Um, like, <laughs> but the first like three quarters, I, I really, really liked, um, I think I've kind of like I think we're reaching the end like we're running out of shit to say. Um is there anything before we kind of start wrapping this up is there anything that we missed that like that you're like oh fuck I also want to Like I think I'm good. Like I think I've put on everything I I really had to that I wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we really touched on everything I really enjoyed. Like I I cannot get over like how how unique and how pioneering this game was. Totally. So, totally. I mean I just keep cycling back to that cuz it was like like I said it was like having your mind blown. It was it would have been like the first time that people played pong just like totally "Ah!" like and so much came out after it that used what half-life did right like
0: yeah like playing it i i like there are certain games that i've i have that i've i've played for the first time since i launched this podcast where i feel like this was like a piece of gaming history that i've now finally experienced and that's where i would put this game it's 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 not only do i like the game but i'm like i i just see the i see the the impact and the, and the influence and the history of this game. And I just, as a gaming, as a, a lover of video games, I respect the shit out of it. Like I respect, and that this was their first game is fucking insane, man. Holy Christ. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There was something else. So, I wanted to, fucking there was something I wanted to touch on. Go ahead. I'm, I'm thinking is there was something you're going to say?
1: Go Whoa. What was your favorite weapon to use? Like did you find you had one gun that you liked about the other ones? You
0: know, I actually just really liked the uh uh like a rifle, like a just, like a like a rapid firing like there was like a rapid firing like rifle, right? Yeah, yeah. like a submachine yeah, gun. Yeah. Yeah, that was just like that was my go-to for like nine tenths of the game.
1: I I, I love just the bee launcher. Like the I don't know if it was bees, but the like alien gun that launched like homing
0: projectiles. I don't know if I did I find that? I'm trying oh, to like, I'm sure I did, but I'm that guy though. They, like I never use my powerful weapons. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm going to need this for later. And then I just never fucking use it. So I'm trying to think I'm like,
1: now I'm trying to think if I'm mixing up like uh, half-life two. But no, I'm, no. Honestly, it there might just like... be
0: that I, it might just be, I'm sure there are diehard half-life fans losing their shit. listening to this episode, but it, all of you that Perfect. have listened to my show with any length of time, you know, you know what to get out of this fucking game uh no because yeah you could get ones that were like sh- like you could like lob like enemies at bad guys and stuff yeah 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 Yeah. now th- i think it, it had a name like uh i'm google i never google shit for this show but i'm googling it now half-life weapons because like i i can't believe that i'm not half-life weapons um i, I really I'm just liked, like a, a rifle. different gun half-life weapons Ba-ba-ba-ba. yeah the submachine gun was what i used the most um, oh, the, the hornet gun, that claw thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I got it, but I didn't use it very much. Um, oh man. So It shot like
1: bee. I, I mean, I guess it's hornets. I thought it was bees, but I, it was like a, like a organic cannon that fired like heat seeking
0: bees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. I do remember. We, yeah, I can't believe I, did, I didn't use it very much. I do know exactly. where Dude, there were so many. I have, like, the list of weapons in front of me now. I hardly use that. I didn't use the laser trip mines at all. Uh, oh, man. I, I Maybe I just sucked. Maybe I just didn't use any weapons right. I don't know. Maybe that's why I kept dying. But, like, but the platforming killed me more than the enemies did. So, I don't know. But, yes, I do know what you're talking about now. Um, but I'm the same way. Like when I play like halo, I don't like using the covenants weapons unless I have to, like, I'd rather just use like assault rifles and stuff. So maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just boring. Um, you just,
1: you, you, you glomp onto the classics, the traditional, you know,
0: the I fucking love the, uh, I love that crowbar too. I didn't use it, like you know. It just looked cool, like that. Iconic. I, yeah, that's it is iconic. That's what that's what I think when I think of Half Life. I think of those little fucking crab head things, uh, and I think of the crowbar. Like that's what comes to mind yeah. right away when I think of Half Life. So, uh, yeah. So don't yell at me if I use the wrong fucking weapons, everybody. I like I likes what I likes. So shut up. Um,
1: Crossbow and the uh, the machine gun.
0: But I like that you don't really get like any weird powers or anything either. Like, you can pick up, like, their weapons, but you don't get, like, telekinesis or anything like that.
1: Yeah, like, by from all, all, you know, for all stretches and measures, like, you're just a normal dude. There's no, you're not, like like, the whole time, it's not like you're the chosen one in any aspect.
0: Yeah, even, like, when you get the long jump module, like, even that, it doesn't feel like you've got, like, a special power. It just feels like something that, you know, is an experimental piece of tech that works with your suit um which yeah. i i fucking sucked at i sucked so hard at that fucking long jump fuck me fuck me i suck at that long jump uh no man i i i was i was i was thoroughly impressed like i it's a piece of gaming history i still think it looks good i still think it plays good admittedly the the ending wasn't my cup of tea but the first you know 75 80% of this game was uh oh that's what i was going to say when i decided to play this game I decided to just on a whim, I threw it out to uh, the community gets to pick one game every month. My patrons get to vote for a game. And uh, so I opened it up and I put eight uh, PC games, uh, which I never play for all of you that are like that's and I'll talk about this a little bit more after the podcast so Tyler doesn't have to listen to it. But uh, for anyone that's like, oh, my God, does this mean you're going to start playing more PC games now? Uh, The answer straight up is no, I'm not i don't want to play a lot i'm not i don't want to play a lot of pc games but i listed the secret of monkey island king's quest 6 maniac mansion grim fandango quake day of the tentacle half-life and duke Nukem 3d and it came down to half-life and duke nukem and half-life beat it out by like a dozen votes and man
1: i am i'm just surprised that those are the games like there wasn't red alert on there the original fallout um any of the Blizzard games like Diablo or Warcraft well, or Starcraft.
0: Well, like I don't do I don't do MMOs for like World of Warcraft. Or or yeah, that but Warcraft mind. War Warcraft was a strategy game. Okay. But the RTS other thing was like before it was an MO. Games like games like like I just I know I'm gonna take shit for this. I really don't wanna go down this hole, but like I'm I just have so little interest in like Diablo. Like it just doesn't Like Half-Life, I was interested in. I tried to, because I knew I wasn't going to be that interested in playing a PC game. So I tried to go with eight PC games that I at least had a passing interest in. Uh, We had suggestions of way more. I just tried to pick eight that I was like, I know that I won't be bored of this. Like, I'm going to want to at least try these games. Um, And so, I and listen, for those of you out there that love Diablo, I'm not shitting on Diablo. I just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't wet my whistle it's just all uh, one of those it's just one of those franchises i don't know if i'm ever gonna play and i really don't care for uh like command and conquer type games i just suck at those games so yeah. i tried to go with eight uh, that they, I liked.
1: They, yeah they're good though
0: oh i believe you might suck at them but they're great they have a great storyline i believe that but i just there's certain like fuck this is why i haven't done a pc game in 230 episodes or something because i'm like (laughs) i know how many pc gamers are like i get the messages like when are you gonna do more pc i'm not saying never but i am saying it's not gonna be for a long time i it's just not my preferred way of playing games i don't enjoy using a mouse and keyboard i'd rather sit back with my
1: controller and um, one every 200 and some episodes that's
0: about it yeah like i might do like every january i do eight rpgs on the poll because i don't love playing rpgs and maybe every summer now i'll do like a pc poll and i'll throw eight pc games on there uh but yeah the, what i was gonna say was just like of those eight games like i just i'm not gonna say that none of those other seven are as good as half-life but i really feel like i experience i feel like this is like is this not this has to be like one of the quintessential must play PC games, isn't it? Like it's just say, that important.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd like, say this one and uh like I said, I think the Blizzard games are pretty critical as well. Sure. And then uh you know, I I can't even think of another like huge like MOBAs, but they're competitive. Like they're not not like single player games. But right. You could do a whole like whole episode on the the big MOBAs out there.
0: Right. Like I don't want to diss, you know, uh, King's Quest VI, because uh, I actually have played some of yeah. King's Quest VI, and I like that game. But like, I'm glad that for a like the a very rare occasion that I decided to play a PC game, I played one of one of the goats. Like I feel like yeah. I I feel like I experienced a piece of gaming history playing this game, as opposed to yeah, just playing definitely. like a like a game. You know what I mean? Like I played one of the first ballot Hall of Famers um yeah i would say so yeah what the fuck are we gonna you know i mean like out of? what were you gonna say it? you know i would say
1: like i would i would compare it to is like doom and quake or what like uh, uh uh pong was you yeah. know they were the first ones the first first person shooters right but then this was like super mario one like the original yeah. super mario where it was like oh like what pong could have been you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah absolutely fuck i have no idea there's like not a lot of numbers in this fucking you know what Scored out of
1: three, it only gets two because yeah, because there's, <laughs> there's only two, two games. One. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I, you know what I, you know what I think. Okay, I never do this. I haven't done a boring just out of ten rating on this show in a long time, but I just want to, okay. I'm going to show some respect. I want to show some respect to PC Master Racers and to one of your forefather games that I actually quite like. We're just going to score it out of ten. We're just going to give it, an... Okay. I, I respect this game enough to not give it a stupid. Ridiculous scoring scale, so just straight up out of ten, what would you score Half Life?
1: At uh, nine, like just solid nine.
0: Yeah, I know it's lame, but like, uh, I think, like I feel okay. I'm gonna go like eight and a half. I feel like eight isn't enough. This is too too great a game, but I really hate the last couple levels. So yeah, I'm like, I'll go, I'll go like eight and a half, nine, somewhere in there. I uh i I, (laughs) granted there's only about a half a dozen on the list i can i can with authority slot this in as a top two all-time pc game for me with roller coaster tycoon (laughs) i think there's only like five pc games that i've played but this is easily top two i i'm impressed frankly better than i expected it to be this was a good fucking video game and
1: yeah i uh, I agree
0: and now we can just throw it out into the world and throw it out into the universe that like please give us half-life 3 Like, I'm not asking. You know what? I'll listen. I'm just going to we're going to end the show on this. I will. I will. You can you can fucking you can take this to the bank. If we get a legitimate non VR, I don't want to play VR. We just get a legitimate straight up fucking campaign based first person shooter. Half-Life 3. I will play it on PC. I will fucking Love give it. that to all you Love PC it. nerds. I will straight up play. I'll do it. Respect. I will play. it. If that's what it takes to get us a Half-Life Three, I will play it on PC day one. I will be one of those fucking nerds. I'll put it out there. Um, I don't think we're ever getting it though.
1: No, the guys at Valve listen to your show. They're actually <laughs> porting it <laughs> yeah. over right now. It was it was fully designed for the VR. Yeah. Gosh, like, shit, we got to go back.
0: Yeah. Well, because I get people that are like play Half Life Alex, but I just I've, I just like I don't know VR just doesn't maybe someday, but VR just doesn't wet my whistle. I can't see very well. I get motion sick, and I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on a piece of tech that I don't even know if I want to play it. So, give us just a yeah, really, that's really great. Game. Yeah. Anyway, uh, fuck, this turned into like over an hour, which I didn't expect it to be. Um, what a great fucking game, buddy. Thanks for doing this as always. And uh, yeah, you're, you're like You're like a big like Hollywood star. So what do you got? I am, yeah. What you got going on these days? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh you know, I've I've made some connections. <laughs> bumping elbows with the elite of the Hollywood yeah. Elite. I was um, I was
0: preparo- preparation age, commercial uh 74 actor number three back in 2020. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh what are you what are you doing these days though? Where can where can people check out your shit? Oh
1: weird. I was actor number four in that same
0: preparation. <laughs> <laughs> What are you, what are you doing? You're your,
1: your understudy. Yeah. Um, so I've been working with, <laughs> I've been working with my buddy Martin and, uh, he, he runs, uh, S six, S seven, six, two studios or studios, seven, six, two, whatever. Um, it's on YouTube. Uh, we've done a bunch of movies together and we're just starting to get some traction with them now. Um, the last one that did the film festival circuit was called quiet and Abel. Um, and we won a few awards for it. He's won a boatload awards for some of his other films, but it's uh, kind of cool. So we got one out right now called Quiet and natal on our YouTube, which is S762. And then, uh, yeah, in the next year, we should have two more coming out. One oh, that's really big. We've worked really closely with a bunch of the different film production companies in Edmonton. Oh,
0: so. sick. Neat. Yeah, dude. I Yeah, I checked out your fucking the last the, the one you were talking about last time, and I was like, dude, it's, profet- it's a fucking – like it's not just a bunch of dipshits on YouTube like I am. Like it's like professional looking shit. It's good stuff. Yeah, um, and like that,
1: and that one was filmed, I want to say 3 years ago.
0: Yeah, it was I remember when you but, were doing it. It's pre-pandemic for sure. Like I remember when you were doing pre-pandemic, it. Pre-pandemic, yeah.
1: yeah. Um so we had like we that summer had did an escape for Tarkov short film and then filmed quite enabled like that winter. Um and then yeah, like COVID hit so we just filmed a bunch of stuff that uh when we were following restrictions yeah and uh and uh we were very careful followed all the restrictions but i filmed a bunch of stuff (laughs) filmed a bunch of stuff and so now like we should have a bunch of stuff kind of coming out you know pretty in pretty quick succession like our next film should be out right away
0: yeah that's super exciting yeah absolutely so there will be a link uh to the youtube channel in the description of this podcast if uh those of you letting us uh, rest in your brains right now want to check it out and i recommend checking it out especially because yeah i i, I don't want to fucking blow smoke up your ass but you are you are one of the more po- people like you i don't get it but you are one of the more popular guests <laughs> <probably>. so uh <laughs> check out tyler's work and you can see the you can see the face behind the uh the nerdy rambling and yeah. uh yeah. buddy as always thank you so much for taking time out of your insanely busy schedule to talk video games oh, no uh, with me i appreciate it man
1: Love it. Love you.
0: That's going to do it for this week's episode. Tyler, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Half-Life and to every single one of you geeks listening to this right now, rather this was your first Remember the Game, maybe your 217th, or I don't know, could be fucking, it could be like episode 300. Like maybe, I don't know. Maybe you've like caught this later on down there. I don't give a fuck. If at some point you've let this podcast impede your brain, thank you so much. Impede? Yeah, because impede is slow down and I would say we make you slower. Whatever. Thank you for listening. I'm very grateful. I appreciate it. If you're interested in checking out Tyler's work, look in the description of this podcast. You can find the link to that. You can go check out the movies that he is doing and his Hollywood and it up and everything like that. Uh, If you didn't hate the podcast, maybe leave us a nice review. I'm not sure why I'm supposed to ask for them, but the good podcasts do. So bet your ass I'm going to do it. And if you want more of this, go, ha, I got your back. You want more of this? There are literally hundreds. A bonus podcasts waiting for you over on Patreon and up to three additional podcasts going live every week for as little as two dollars a month five bucks a month if you want three a week but whatever two bucks a month gets you two additional podcasts every week and hundreds of bonus ones plus we donate five percent of it to charity plus you can DM with me plus you can write into the show plus you can join our discord greatest value in the history of the universe patreon.com slash remember the game if you are interested we have a P.O. box you can find that address at remember the game it is remember the game P.O. box 69181 one, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada T6V1G7 Don't send me anything big Just send me some little Postcard, a letter Let me know where you're listening I'll send you one back We'll be friends Because that's how the mail works And uh, you can check me out on Twitch I stream whenever I have an opportunity I have really no fucking schedule at all But twitch.tv slash game. I'm never going to bug you for subs or anything over there You can just come hang out It's lots of fun uh, I don't know I get, you know, get to see my face If you're interested in seeing what I look like um, That's it that's all my plugs. We're going to wrap this thing up. I'm going to shout out a bunch of Patreons as I'm contractually obligated to do and get on of my life. Thank you for listening. I will be back tomorrow with all uh, for all my Patreons with Expansion Pass number 131 where I rank the number of the 10 games that I want to play the most that I haven't played already. Uh, I'll be back with Game Patch on Friday, all the world's biggest gaming news. And I'll be back a week from today with Remember the Game number 218 which if everything aligns will be about Dead Space because it's October and it's scary. It's Halloween. Fuck yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you on the next one. Cheers. Goodbye. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And as such, I am contractually obligated to rip through their names as quickly and insincerely as possible. So a huge thank you to... Makeshift mallow magic money. Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre. Why does Andy hate Keeg so much? James Clark, King Bahamut, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny Fufu, eighty nine, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson. No one cares. Aaron Lawson, Nathan Trombley, A Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Mike Maloney, G nine PSX, Mercury eight six nine, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Copeland, Doogie, Wolf Magic twenty one, Johnny CCDC, Joe LeBlanc, Squints, Titan four twenty, Zonko five zero four, Russell Aldridge, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N, Dan. Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Randy Barrage, Just a Fish, Noob Q, Denzalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dicken, Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492, Triple, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Ray Sanwantonga, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Standard Ass Brian, Trav H, Mizuru, Nicholas Chaffee, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizalde, Eric James, Riley Turvey, Jake Carter, Laces Out Dan, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Nikola, Munch Makucci, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Saucer, Evolva Sean Ramos DB Cooper Mojo the Helper Monkey Brant Hewitt Gabe Dan Fuselman Fuzzy 99 Decoy Man John Jameson Blaine the Hoagie Man Scary Terry Bucky Duck Edridge FPV Hagel Waffle High Plains Drifter Kayatch Jimothy Joe Stone Chris Williams Oroku Saki's Gardener Nicole Novak Cody Richardson General Fury Dem Boys on the Roof James Juan Francesco The Jemadian Nightmare Matt Hamilton Nomad James Black jugs are bad okay, Sam Carpenter Nerdy Hybrid Adam Fletcher Cole Colin Bollinger, Lucas, Joey Mercury, I.R. Jackal, Theran, Squeak Nuts, I- Isaiah, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Musty Beetle, John M. Watkins, Beef Dingleberry, Michael barjudena Hitchy Poo, Arctic Fission, Romaldo Marquez, Connor McCann, Bulma Simp, Mark But Not McHugh, Traver McKee, Twi- Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Zamato, Skelleruni, Angelo Leonardo, Lugnut, Scott Weiss, Bobby Litton, Roger Russell, Kia Pup, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, works for me, McGrathen, Heman Demon, James Sanabria, I was doing so good, James Sanabria, Derek Cox, Dakota Guy, Alexander Camps, Toad Spit, Ryan Perry, It's the Bigfoot, Graham, Itchy Nutsuro, Mr. Papa Giorgio, and John Drews, that was the best one I've ever done, holy fuck, I'm smiling so much right now, fuck yeah, Purple Monkey (laughs) Dishwasher.
1: (laughs)